Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to be talking about the films The Boss Baby, Kong Skull Island, and Kikariki, Legend of the Golden Dragon. I'm here with my friend Benjamin, and we're going to be first talking about the new DreamWorks film, The Boss Baby. Benjamin, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. The Boss Baby looks like a fun animated picture. I mean, you got all-star cast. Tell us about what you thought of it. It's kind of like what you said. It's a fun animated film for basically kids of all ages, and I thought it had some nice lessons about imagination, and I liked the animation as well, and Alec Baldwin is superb. He certainly is. I When I saw this, the advertising for this, his character is very much like one of the characters he played in his early career, like a television movie, I'm blanking on the name, where he played a businessman It's that says... Cookies up for closers, which is the joke in here. So it's fun to see him play this businessman again. Tell us a bit about the voice actors and how their comedic timing works in this film. I didn't. I thought the film, the voice acting was not as good. With I, it's got a really good cast. Lisa Kudrow and Jimmy Kimmel play the main character Timmy Templeton's parents, but Alec Baldwin really steals the show. And I mean, his comedic timing is just right. And um. Also, it makes it a little more funny for the fact that he's playing a baby. Certainly is. It's very, Alec, Baldwin has, Alec Baldwin does have this very adult, very authoritative voice with him, and to have that image of a baby is quite comedic. So uh, tell us about what particularly made this film funny. Was it slapstick? Was it a lot of the writing? I thought it was a little bit of both. Some of the scenarios they're put in are just generally funny. And I think it's mainly the timing. They handle it really well, and I thought it was very fun. Now, is the humor, of course, the humor is pointing towards kids, but do you feel like the adults will also enjoy this film with some of the humor that's in there? There's a couple of cracks for adults, but the one, one of the problems I had with the movie is there's just a little too much jokes that were pointed towards kids that just came out more as gross than actually funny. Oh, so a lot of, well, being a baby, it's a lot of, I'm guessing, a lot of toilet humor and that kind of things. Am I right? Kind of, yeah. And you, that, that felt like a little bit distracting or a bit just too much for the film? Yeah. Okay, that's understandable. But um, other than that, was there anything else that you just felt like this film kind of lacked? Yes, a good villain. Most animated films have pretty good villains, but this one is played by Steve Buscemi, and I'm not going to reveal too much about him because the reveal comes later in the film, um, but I felt he was just very weak, and I like I was surprised that they cast Steve Buscemi for such a limited character, and he, he wasn't in the film, and they didn't give him a lot to do. That's a shame because I love Steve Buscemi, and he can play a good villain. I mean, he played Randall. He's, been a, he's one of my favorite characters on Boardwalk Empire. I mean, he can play a good villain, and 
That's a shame because, especially you're my kind of man, Benjamin. I love a good villain in an animated picture, especially. So that's that the lacking in that. But um, what what kind of saved the film to you besides the parts that were lacking? Um, I was really surprised by how much I liked the score, and when the credits rolled, I found out it was Hans Zimmer who did the score for the movie, who's, to explain a little more, has done, like, a couple of Inception and stuff like that. Uh, I really like him, he's a really good composer, but I think that was a part of it, and I know I've mentioned this a little too, too many times, or a little... Well, too many times, um, but Alec Baldwin is just so good. Oh, certainly. Hans Zimmer is one of the greats. He certainly is one of the best composers of our time. Uh, now, what did you think about the animation in this film? Um, I like it. It's kind of some of DreamWorks' animation they kind of have a problem with because it looks a lot like their other movies, um, just sort of the style they use. But um, I liked how they sort of changed the animation style when you could tell when the main character would sort of go into, like, a fantasy or a daydream. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. No, I, I hear this film can be a bit imag- a very imaginative, and the imagination kind of, like, soars through here. And some of the lighting, it just looks like really top-notch animation, but it's DreamWorks, and their animation, of course, is stupendous. Agreed. Now, uh, what, was, what would you say is the message of this film? I think I got two lessons. One, never let your imagination stop flowing because your imagination can make difficult tasks more fun and help you complete them. And two, sort of about teamwork. I guess you'd call him the boss baby, but Alec Baldwin's character and the main character learn to work together to um, stop this mysterious puppy from being unveiled mm. and they learn that hating each other will not help them complete their task so they have to learn to stick by each other in any scenario now how many stars would you give this film and what would you say is the age range i give it three stars it's good i recommend it four to about eight probably well, wonderful. But thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about Boss Baby. Is This film is in theaters March 31st, so please go check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Kikariki, Legend of the Golden Dragon. We're going to switch films with Benjamin, and we're going to now talk about the big blockbuster, Kong Skull Island. Now, um, Benjamin, uh, I saw this film, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like it's got a lot of good action, uh, special effects. So what did you think about this movie? I agree. I think it was, it's very, on a big scale, um, it's very fun, it's got lots of good special effects, lots of action scenes, and I felt the characters were just a little underdeveloped. I know this is the thing you look for in an action movie, but, like, they had so many good actors in this film, and they just didn't really use them very well. And, uh, but the thing that saved it for me, too, was a standout performance for John C. Riley. Benjamin, you are pretty much, I couldn't agree with you more. All the characters, like, uh, all the characters, Tommy Dostin, Brie Larson, great actors, but they just, they're not as interesting, they're not written as interesting as they should have, but John C. Riley, and I could even argue Samuel L. Jackson, who is just, it's great in everything he does, it does a great performance in here, but we came here 
to see, not necessarily the actors, but we came here to see Kong, and especially the action. So tell us about how the special effects work in here and what you liked about it. The special effects not only make every encounter with the monster um, made me feel like I was on the edge of my seat, but it also just short, sort of showed the progress that we've made that um, has been made in the realm of special effects since uh, the original King Kong back in the 1930s. Well, definitely. The original King Kong in the 1930s was a, a huge innovation in our film history. And the Peter Jackson film that was in 2004 was also very innovative. But this film, this was the same producers of Godzilla. And unlike Godzilla, where we spend all this buildup, Godzilla isn't in the movie until like an hour into the actual film. This film doesn't waste any time and gives the audience what they want, which is fantastic. Now, this film is, is continuing this monster franchise. We got Godzilla, King Kong, we're going to have another Godzilla film, and then it's going to be Godzilla versus King Kong. How excited, do you, how excited are you for this franchise? I have to admit, I have not seen the Godzilla that was released in 2014. Um, I went into this film sort of just expecting a fresh new take on King Kong, but... Uh, just saying, stay for the credits. Um, if you're looking forward to this team-up, or more bra, I guess. But um, I am pretty excited now seeing how mighty and titanic um, this giant ape is. And the thing I want, I want more of these characters. Maybe you set it up like... Godzilla vs. King Kong is a side plot line where it is the characters from this film figuring out more about um, Kong and like mm -hmm. uh, uh, Godzilla. Definitely. Maybe even bring back John C. Riley's character. That would be pretty cool. Put him back in an airplane and then have him fight Kong. That would be great. Now, uh, what would you think? Because I, uh, the, I saw an interview and the actors did a great job, um, we actually went on location to some of these islands and, and these beautiful tropical locations. So what did you think about like the sets and, well, not only not the sets, but the locations that they filmed at? Um, I thought they were pretty beautiful. They give the island an unpredictable nature and also sort of you envy the characters because <laughs> it's so beautiful. Uh, I would envy uh, <laughs> the characters that are on a island full of many different creatures, such as giants, um, giant apes, and these interesting lizards, I would actually be quite terrified. But, um, I wouldn't put a summer home there, would So, uh, Benjamin, how many stars would you give this film, and what would you say the age range? Um, I'm gonna give it 3.5 out of 5. Uh, yeah. while seeing it in IMAX is an immersive experience, I'd recommend waiting till it comes out on DVD. I'll give it an age rating of... I'd say 12 or 13 to 18, because it is kind of violent, and there is quite a bit of language. So, Language, and yeah, it surprisingly gets a little bit violent in some cases, but it's it's great action-packed fun for, um, the, for the age range from 12 to 18 years. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about Kong Skull Island. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Yes, Kong Skull Island comes, is out in theaters now, so go check it out. This show is sponsored by Kikuriki, Legend of the
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Birch and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some incredible things like the Boss Baby, Kong Skull Island, and right now we're going to be talking about Kik Oriki, Legend of the Golden Dragon, and later we'll be talking about the Boss Baby and more about the Boss Baby. But let's talk about Kiko Riki, Legend of the Golden Dragon, with Ro- um, Rowan and also Tristan. So, how are you doing today, Rowan? I'm doing great. Yeah. And I know you are 11 years old and from New York. And how are you doing, Tristan, who is from Texas and is 14? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So, what is the plot line of this um, story, um, Rowan? Well, basically, there's um, a sheep who's afraid of everything. Uh, so, he wants to use this... Um, guy's invention to get allow himself to be brave but he misuses the machine and ends up inside a caterpillar and then his body begins being worshipped by um, a tribe on an island wow and would you agree Tristan? uh yeah i mean it begins with like the local scientist creates the invention called the improviser and wally who is the sheep um tries to make himself better but swaps bodies with the caterpillar, and they go on an adventure trying to get his body back. Um, yeah, so basically. Okay. And also, what would you say is um, one of your favorite parts of this film? Well, my favorite part is when the uh, body is being worshipped, and everyone, both, all the people are trying to get the body back, because, like, the the people people who are friends with Wally are trying to get his body back and then Wally is in a separate group also trying to get his body back and the native people are also trying to keep the body. Would you agree, um, Tristan? Um, yeah, I mean, my personal favorite part of this film was when Wally was in the body of the cow- caterpillar. There's a scene where he was like, 
operating this like remote control kind of helicopter thing. Um, and he was riding it and he kind of like learned to make himself a little bit more brave in that scene. But I thought the animation in that scene was really good, like the landscapes that they went through. Um, that was my favorite scene. So this is an animated film. Mm, so what kind of animation style did they use? Like, was it claymation or what kind of uh, animation style, Rowan? Well, they used a very roundish animation. All the characters had lots of, like, circles, and they were all, like, in, like, a semi-3D form. Like, they had... And and like it, they had lots and lots of details, like in the fur of the characters, and that type of thing. Mm, that makes sense. And uh, would you agree? Also, Tristan. Um. Yeah. It was. It was done with CG animation or computer generation animation. Um. And it was. It was very colorful. Like that was one of my favorite parts about this film was how colorful it was, and also like the landscapes and stuff. But it, it was pretty detailed. Um, that was one of the things, like I said, I enjoyed. Um, and yeah, the characters were all animals. Every single character in the film was a different type of animal. And they had like um, the different fur styles, obviously, and they were very detailed. Oh, so what was your favorite animal? Um, I really liked the character of Wally, but my favorite animal it's not really an animal it's a reptile was the lizards or chameleons i think they were in this yeah, film they were chameleons. yeah but those were my favorite design wise oh what would you say rowan and um, well my favorite character design wise was the penguin because i felt like that was something that was very simple if they made it look interesting by adding the um, helmet and that type of thing to him well, that sounds very interesting and um, very unique because a lot of people, um, usually they have a mix and like not a lot of films these days have mainly just animal characters. And that's very something that you don't see very often. So that's something that's very cool and kind of nice to see once again that they're trying to come back and see that again. So I'm very happy about that. And also, um, what would you say would be one of your favorite parts or favorite characters that they had or voiceovers that they had. Rowan? And well, I wasn't really able to find very much about the actors because I, I missed the credits on when I was watching and I wasn't able to get them. Because when I Googled it, I, I found out that Kiko Riki, not The Legend of the Golden Dragon, but the, was actually an old German show. And Kiko Riki stands for Funny Balls. Because all the characters, like I said, were based off circles. And, like, so I couldn't find any information with the characters, but that's what I found out when looking. Oh, and what about you, um, Tristan? Uh, yeah, the, the, the original, it, the movie is based off of the show called Gogo Reiki, and it was made in, like, Europe. Um, so the, this film was originally made in Europe, but they had it dubbed for English. That's one of the things I really didn't like about it was the dubbing was done very poorly. Like I could tell easily throughout the entire film that it was dubbed. Um, and to start out with, I didn't even know, um, it was made in Europe. I thought it was made in America, but I could tell very quickly it was dubbed because of the way the, um, the characters mouths were moving. It was a little bit slow and off and stuff. Um, but that was, like, my least favorite thing about the film. Um, but I think, didn't you ask what my favorite character was? 
Yeah, I did. I asked, um, what was your favorite voiceover? Okay. Uh, well, my favorite character was Wally and, um, the sheep, one of the main characters. I, again, like what, um, Rowan said, their voiceover, like, on IMDb and stuff, and I think in the credits, too, it's all the Russian, or, I mean, not Russian, the European actors' names, um, and I do not have his name written down, but I do not know the the English dub voice of Wally either. So, oh well, that's all right. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Boss Baby and also Kiko Riki, Legend of the Golden Dragon, with Rowan and Tristan. And let's continue and talk to them more about this fantastic topic. So um, let's go back. And also, what did you guys think about the way that they had all these characters that had fantastic round bodies, as you said, and they were all animals, and they were all different characters, and they all had unique and different perspectives and everything? What would you say about that? Did you like that? I liked how they kept, like, a consistency for every character having the roundish body shape, but then they added little extrusions to make them unique and different from each other, but still keeping a style among all the different characters. And would you say the same, Tristan? Um, yeah, they, um, they were all kind of, like, egg-shaped, I would say, and each character's personality kind of corresponded with the animal they were. Like, Wally was cowardly, and I don't know, the stereotype for a sheep would be cowardly, I get cowardly, I guess. And, um, the rabbit was, um, always, like, moving and active. So, yeah, they really kept the consistency up with, like, the personalities and stuff. Mm, that makes sense. Kind of like, um, all the other cartoons, like, they all have different personalities depending on what their character is. And what did you think of the humor? Because I have heard that this is supposed to be a very funny film. And did you think that it was, like, very cute and silly? And did you think that it was different? Tristan? I mean, I left a couple of times during it. I mean, this film really follows along, like, you know, the body-swapping cliche. I know that sounds weird. But there have been a lot of, like, films and TV shows that use that same kind of plot line. And this really follows along, like, similar to those TV shows slash films. So some of the humor, a lot of the humor actually came from that element. And so it wasn't surprising and really funny to me. A couple of the jokes that they said were funny to me. Some of it was, like, a lot of younger humor. I don't think there's as much, like, crude humor. But, yeah. Would you agree, Rowan, or would you say differently? And, well, I think that the um, storyline was kind of, like, it was, um, it was, like, yeah, it was, like, the cliche. But I found that it kind of had a bit, a small bit of a twist at the end. That kind of made it. Entertaining for me. Oh, okay. So, but did you think it was funny? Yeah. Did you think it was humorous? So you did? Okay, that's good. I like some of the jokes, not all of them. And some of them, yeah, you kind of had before. Because, like you said, the cliche. Oh, well, thank you so much. And also, how many, what would you say the age range for the film would be? Well, I, w- I would give it a. I would give it about. Um, 6 to 15 about. I feel people over 15 wouldn't really enjoy it that much. 
they'll get kind of bored and on the six might not even understand some of the things okay and also what would you say the age range would be christian i would say six to twelve um and i would also give it three out of five stars oh well and also thank you so much and how many stars would you give it i would give it 4.5 stars well, thank you so much for this interview. It's a pleasure talking to you, the two of you. Thank and you. Um, thank you so much for giving us your opinion. So you're listening to the Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Program Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about Kikoriki, Legend of the Golden Dragon, and Kong Skull Island. We're going to continue this boss baby theme talking with Tristan from Dallas, Dallas, Texas, who is 14 years old. So, um, Tristan, with the uh, we just talked about Boss Baby with Benjamin, and we want to know what you thought about this film. Um, yeah. I actually thought it was really, really amazing. Like, I went into the theater like I saw early, and I didn't. I wasn't expecting anything out of it. I didn't think it was gonna be good, but I was really surprised. Surprised, sorry. Um, but I was really surprised. I had great animation and an overall good plot, and I was entertained. I would agree with you there because by the trailers, I wasn't particularly interested in it as well. But I'm hearing some good things. So, what made the Boss Baby, besides the animation, surprising to you? And um, what were some of your skepticisms with the film what really impressed me were the characters how they were how the voice acting was like with Alec Baldwin of course was amazing but also Tim Alec Baldwin's brother they did they were both great I also really liked the imagination behind the film and all of the old references like I want to talk about it more but I'll go and answer your second question I was really skeptical because I thought it was going to be like, 
I thought it was going to have, like, no creative input put into it. I, I usually don't like DreamWorks animations, but this one really surprised me, like I've said. And I thought it was going to be, like, I thought it was going to be a lot of, like, crude, potty humor, and I thought it was just going to be, like, generic kind of plot. Um, but that's what I was expecting. That is not what I got, though. I always like when you're going to film, not expecting too much, but you come out with pleasantly surprised. And that's always a great thing to have happen at the movies. Yeah. So what was it particularly about the characters that intrigued you? Well, so Alec Baldwin as the boss baby, of course, like Benjamin said, um, he, it was kind of cool and funny because, I mean, it's this grown man voicing this baby and he has um, a very loud and, like, important voice. Also, Tim, he was voiced by Miles Christopher Bakshi, I think is how you pronounce his last name. But he's seven years old. He sounded like a seven-year-old. He did a great job. Everybody sounded really like they fit their characters. It seemed like, I know it wasn't live action, but the way that how the voices fit the characters' mouths seemed like live action. You know what I mean? It does. I see what you mean. And also, maybe like the interaction felt like they were, they were there. It wasn't just two people in the yeah. studio. Definitely. I like that because, again, that's how voice acting works. you got one person sitting in a booth with a microphone, and sometimes it's hard to, seem like, to make it seem like, oh, these characters are actually talking to who they're talking to. And that's always great to see it come alive and be believable. Now, you mentioned you want to talk about some of the references in this film because that's, that's a big bulk of the comedy as well. A lot of the, I guess you could say, pop culture references, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, this, um, the director and kind of writer of this film... Uh, I had an interview with him and he was talking about how it was kind of based in like 70s to 80s um, and how like the um, the different toys that were scattered around the film and the different like pop culture icons and stuff but there were a couple things I noticed um, Tim's like bedside alarm clock had like a wizard on it who actually had a voice and kind of came alive at some points throughout the film, but he was supposed to be Gandalf. I mean, that obviously wasn't his name, but he said certain lines that were straight out of the Lord of the Rings series, which was just amazing to me because I'm a huge fan of that. There was also like a Voltron robot and other toys like that. And I, I really appreciate stuff like that, like little Easter eggs. Little nostalgia can always be fun. It's, Sometimes when film does pop culture references, it can either be tasteful or it could be just weak. And it's great to hear that this film does tasteful humor with pop culture references, putting it in there to get some good laughs, which I hear. So what would you say is your favorite part of the animation that made it stellar to you? The favorite part about my the animation, this is going to sound weird, but it, the main animation was like consistent, but there are parts where the film kind of delved into Tim's imagination and the animation was like completely different. Like there are certain parts of this film that were one style. There are certain parts that were another. Um, it didn't go to the point where it was like claymation and the CG animation. It was like all like regular CG animation and then kind of went um, into more cartoony style at some points. Awesome. Uh, but that's what I really liked. I love it when, because, again, animation is, unless, besides your budget, you have no limits. You can do, you can create anything with animation. That's always spectacular to see. 
them toy around with that with different styles. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Kikariki, Legend of the Golden Dragon. We're going to continue our conversation with Tristan about the boss baby. So, um, Tristan, you talked about how there's a different styles, especially in the imagination of our main character. So, can you tell us about, because, again, we mentioned about the message in this film in our previous segment, but I want to see what you personally got from this film. Like, what did the film teach you? The film kind of reminded me of what I was like when I was really little um, and how imagination is and how great it is. Um, I was super excited because it kind of like, it kind of like brought me to think of more things and it was just, it was really entertaining. I mean, if that makes sense. So if I'm, Getting this correctly, it's just it teaches you how to retain your imagination and just always and to see the world in a more with more wonder. If I'm correct, yeah, yeah, it it teaches you like a lot about imagination and yeah, I mean um, how great imagination can be and how you can use it. See, now I love messages like that because I feel like we all I feel like it's very important, especially for adults, to keep the little kid in them. To always have that sense of wonder and imagination, and that sadly loses the you kind of sadly lose that the more and more you get older and mature, and so that's a great message not only for kids but also for the parents watching this, which is fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, how would you say how many stars and what would you say the age range for this film? I would say four point five out of five stars because that's how much I enjoyed it. I would say age range six to fourteen, but definitely ages of that would like it there was some stuff that like younger kids wouldn't really get but i feel like six is a good starting point but yeah like adults would like this and older teenagers would also like this oh well i fit in one of those categories so that'd be fantastic i I'm, i can't wait to go check it out because a bunch of my friends want to see this film because it looks like a lot of great fun it's got comedy it's got um, heart and it's got a lot of imagination it seems like now uh, you, you mentioned that um, you're not the biggest DreamWorks fan, but um, I, I'm a huge DreamWorks fan. So what made this film different than the other DreamWorks films that you saw? Now, this is like ty- entirely my opinion and stuff, but this film, it seemed a little bit more kind of fast-paced and mm. upbeat. Like other, other DreamWorks films... Um, I don't know. To me, they seem a little bit kind of slower. Hmm. I, I mean, that's my opinion. But other, and I haven't seen a DreamWorks uh, film in a while. I'm just letting you know that. But I remember the animation was definitely not as good as this because um, it's like top notch, like newer stuff. And like I said, it changes a lot. And yeah. Ooh. Well, I recommend as much as we want to. Everyone to see Boss Baby. Boss Baby. I'm gonna promote DreamWorks here by saying that's also Trolls was very colorful and very beautiful animation, and of course, How to Train Your Dragon is one of my favorite DreamWorks um, productions ever because the animation is completely out of this world. But that's just a plug for DreamWorks. So, um, what would you say is your favorite character in the Boss Baby? Getting back to this film, my favorite character is Tim, the Boss Baby, the Boss Baby's older brother. I thought he was really, like, nice. He seemed like, the way they wrote him and his uh, voice acting and stuff, he seemed like an authentic 
seven-year-old. Like, I remember how I was when I was seven and how my friends were. But I liked him because of the imagination he had and how he never really, he never really gave up hope. And he seemed like a really authentic seven-year-old. And I, to be honest, I feel like this, this reminds me because this, this film shows that we have great kid voice actors, but 2016 and also rising 2017 has been a very good year for child actors. I mean, so many child actors are coming out to be phenomenal performers from whether it's Stranger Things, Logan, or even things like Monster Called. I mean, we've been getting a lot of great child actors, and it's great to see that they're also transitioning in voice acting because you don't get many, you don't get many um, authentic children characters in Definitely. films. Always, they're always cliched, cute little seven-year-olds, but this one seems like it's actually a nice developed character, which is great to hear. So thank you so much, Tristan, for talking about The Boss Baby. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's great talking with you. Well, great talking to you. This film is out in theaters March 31st, so grab your cookies and milk and head over to the movie theaters. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Kikariki, Legend of the Golden Dragon. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. I'm Morgan Brianne Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some fantastic topics like The Boss Baby, Kiko Riki, Legend of the Golden Dragon, and right now we will be talking about Boss Baby with Mia, who is in Boulder, Colorado, and is in 13. So how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So I have heard that The Boss Baby is an amazing, fantastic movie that is about this baby who is trying to find a way um, to help the world become more lovable and help babies. Is that true? 
Um, yeah, so the boss baby is about, um, like you said, a boy named Tim, and he is, well, he's living a good life with his parents, and he likes it just the way he, it is when he gets a new baby brother, who he's, he's weird, like he wears a suit and a tie, and he carries a briefcase, so Tim is very skeptical about his new um, baby brother, but eventually, yeah, so the in the baby company, they want to help babies get more love, so they are trying to help the company and help babies get more love. I have heard about that, and I've actually watched a couple of trailers, and it looks so adorable, and I actually got to see uh, Storks not too long ago, so I was wondering, have you seen that movie yet? And like, if you have, does it remind you of this movie? So I have seen Storks, and yeah, it did actually remind me of Storks and the Boss Baby, because not only it's about babies, but it's also about like kind of where they come from, and like... I don't really remember exactly the plot of the storks, but having all the, the babies tie-in was the main key, and the animation was very similar. I know, right? I, like, saw it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that looks so similar. And it looks really cute, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, those look just, like, it looked so cute, and it looked exactly alike, and I was just like, OMG, I cannot wait to see both of them, because I really love storks, and I'm really excited to see the Boss Baby when it comes out on March 31st. So we only have a couple of days to go, actually. So I'm really excited. That really looks really cool. And I hope that everybody can be able to see it in a theater near you because it is coming in the theaters. And also, when did you want, like, did you want to watch it when you first saw the trailers? Yeah, so when I first watched the trailers, it looked very interesting. Like, before... I got an opportunity to see this movie. I was like, I definitely want to go see this movie because um, I do love a good animated movie and it seems so funny. And I actually found out that when I was looking up the cast that um, Jimmy Fallon voiced one of the characters, um, I do believe in it. And I didn't know that when I was watching it, but when I found out afterwards, I was like, I totally missed that. And it's a cool aspect having... Jimmy Fallon in this movie. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Who, oh yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. I'm so sorry. Like I mix those two up all the time. And uh, the person who plays Phoebe in Friends, if anybody is a big, huge Friends fan, I was one of them, I still am, she plays the mother. And I was like, OMG, you know, that was really cool for me. And I'm really excited to see them both be in this film. And also, we know that uh, um, Alec Baldwin is going to be playing the boss baby. And I think that that is going to be really funny because he is actually very cool. And he is he has a very big, powerful voice. And you can really tell that about him. And he also has a lot of humor. So did you like the humor of this movie? Yeah, this movie was um, very funny, and it got a lot of laughter from the audience. Like, when they, this happened in the trailer, when they um, slow down parts of the movie, like the scenes, and it makes it very dramatic and very funny, and that was um, a very funny aspect in this movie. Yes, and uh, I just wanted to mention that the girl who is Phoebe in Friends, her name is Lisa Coldrow, and I absolutely love her. 
So I wanted to give her a shout out. And she is simply fantastic. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about some fantastic topics like the Boss Baby, also Kiko Riki, Legend of the Golden Dragon. And right now we are talking about the Boss Baby with um, Mia. So let's continue with our interview. And so speaking of which, who was your favorite character in this fantastic film? I would say that my character would have to be the baby voiced by Alec Baldwin, like you said, because he was really funny and it's just, well, funny and unusual to think of a baby who is kind of like a grown up man in some way, but like in a baby's body. And he was very funny and I just enjoyed his character a lot. Yeah, because most people are like, babies don't really have their own language, you know, they're like, oh, babies are just babies, you know, they're all like, oh, babies are, you know, they're stupid and stuff, and it's like, no, babies are smart, they're adorable, and like, we need to think of babies as more powerful beings, because they are just really cute and adorable, but they can have the potential to be so much more, if you think about it, and heck, for all we know, they could be having lots against puppies, and they could be really trying to have companies, and being able to wear briefcases, and suits, and being able to have all these plans and everything and trying to share love across the world. And speaking of which, do you think that could be a possibility? I did think that they did a good job on making it um, more on the realistic side, but it doesn't really seem like something, I don't know, that could really happen. Like, I mean, people dress up their babies, but it doesn't really, you know, seem realistic. I I understand, because sometimes, like, sometimes cartoons can go a bit overboard and you're like, well, that could happen, but then you're like, oh, well, there are possibilities that it couldn't, and sometimes that just happens, because animation can go all the way to the limits. And also, it, brings up, does it, it does bring up a couple of questions, but let's go to the topic again. What? How did you think the animation was? Um, I thought the animation was very well detailed, and I actually, like, most animations are brightly colored, but it's something that stood out to me. Um, all the colors in this animation, like, everything was so brightly colored. And in the house, like, all the walls, like, the wallpapers, they had bright colors. And all the grass was, like, bright green. And it wasn't on the dull side. And I liked how, again, um, I like seeing well-detailed hair in animation. And I really liked um, a unique character. Um, part of the animation is that all the characters' eyelashes, um, like, they weren't, you couldn't see, like, every single individual one, but they were well-detailed, and it stood out against, you know, some other animated movies. So it kept your interest? Yeah. Well, that's good to hear, because not a lot of companies, I do understand what you're saying, keep uh, your interest and uh, really do bring out a lot of hair, because, like, I've only seen a couple of them do it, and one of the main ones that I've really seen do it is Disney. And um, the rest of them kind of like, I've seen them do it, but they don't really have that much detail. So it's good to hear that another company is really bringing out a lot of pizzazz to that. That's a really good interest. And that's really amazing, um, really a fantastic detail that they're adding. And very different and unique, might I add. So also, um, what would you say would be one of your favorite scenes? Well, my favorite scene is when um, Tim and the baby are fighting. So Tim has this tape of the baby talking and um, all the babies in like their little, you know, meeting from the trailer are fighting against him to get the tape. And it's like over exaggerated and it has like music that's kind of um, 
more than like the intense but to be funny music and it was in partly slow slow motion so it made it really dramatic and really over the top and it was very funny yeah i saw that in the trailers and i was laughing out loud i was like omg that looks so hilarious and that's like my scene that i'm really anticipating to really see more of i really want to see that so um also let's uh say what would be the age range for this film um, I think I would recommend ages, um, like, 4 to 14, because it's a very funny movie, and some parents might enjoy it, or, like, older kids, but it would also be a great movie for, um, parents or older siblings to take their, um, kids to, but it might be, like, I don't know, for, like, the younger kids, it might be a little scary for them, because, I mean, like, when they're trying to, like, fight against the bad guy, it could be, um, a little scary for the little kids. Oh, that's understandable. I can see that. And also, how many stars would you give this film? Um, well, um, I give this movie five out of five stars because it was really funny, and I was just laughing the whole time. And, yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. It is a fantastic to talk to you. And thank you so much for giving me your opinion. So thank you so much for joining us, and you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. To watch our latest video reviews of new films and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. And today's show is sponsored by Kiko Wiki, um, the Legend of the Golden Dragon. And I hope that you guys can be able to check out more. And um, I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time. And happy spring because it just started, and I hope you guys can have spring break and have a fantastic time. Bye. This is Morgan Birch signing out. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.